Bonjour et bienvenue. Welcome to my new episode of my expat journey. Today, I'm going to talk about how important it is to understand the expat psychological cycle. Moving to a foreign country is a major life event that presents a medley of emotions. It can be an exciting, nerve-wracking and exhilarating experience all rolled into one. You can also expect to find yourself in unfamiliar territory, immersing in different cultures, meeting new people, eating new cuisines and trying different things, right? But for some, it can be an overwhelming and difficult time, especially for first-timers who have never lived abroad before. While most expats can adapt successfully, others take time to acquaint themselves with the newness and welcome drastic changes in their lives. Still, it's expected for an expat like you to encounter a different culture, a new environment, and above all, a different way of life that of your native land, you're also bound to undergo certain adjustment cycles. So today that's what we are going to talk about, the psychological cycle of expatriation. It's typical phases and these are preparation, honeymoon, cultural shock, adaptation and repatriation. These stages, along with the implication of the expatriate adjustment cycle, are experienced at a different rate and in different ways by individuals. However, the order remains the same. So first we have the preparation. This stage is considered the most crucial and influential among all stages in the cycle, as it will heavily affect how you will face the rest of the transition phase. Someone who's not ready for change will likely struggle in the following stages and deny that changes actually occur. Others may not even want to believe what is happening. After an initial shock or surprise, you can either focus more on the past or experience denial. If you feel unsupported or don't have a good support system, chances that you remain in a state of denial for a long time are high. Consequently, it will lead to some expatriates losing tough with reality. You will also feel angry, which is typically directed to those who are responsible for the changes you experience, the partner, employer, managers, organization, etc. It also is directed towards yourself or to other people around you. The classic symptoms for this stage are frustration, irritability and being short-tempered. Hence, it's advisable to let everyone involved in the changes participate in the different phases from the beginning. In addition, you may leave a job at home or change jobs in the new country. There are many things going on and no one knows what will happen next or what to expect next. It can be a lot to take in. So basically, the more you prepare, the more easily you will be able to go into other phases. My personal experience, I really prepared all the logistics, all the practical things. So. I packed all my furniture, all my personal belonging in a container. Container was supposed to arrive within six weeks in New Zealand from France. My partner had his job already uh, waiting for him. We had to find a house. Uh, we already rented a car. So all the practical things were prepared. And I knew New Zealand very well because I spent one year in New Zealand in 2003 and then I came back seven years. So I thought I was really, really well prepared. I knew the country, 
I was quite used to uh, the Kiwis, but really spending few months traveling around and even as a backpacker is not really the same as arriving with a whole family, especially with a little three-year-old girl. So I thought I was quite prepared, but really I wasn't. So the second phase in the psychological expat cycle is the honeymoon. Preceding the taxing's preparation stage, the honeymoon phase, where one starts to find beauty in newness, marvel at the charming differences, and think of ways to make the most of the situation. You may try to compromise and negotiate the situation. Those who didn't experience the preparation, the preparation stage may consider it a bargaining stage and tends to focus on the positive aspects of change where everything is new, exciting and special. This phase of honeymoon usually starts during arrival in the new place and on average lasts for a couple of months. Normally one is curious, excited, acclimates to the familiar culture of the new home country. The eagerness to explore the place, try new food, experience different lifestyles and learn how the culture operates is very much present. The honeymoon stage is comparable to that of going on holidays where you'll find everything new and stirring. The discovery of new way of life is simply intoxicating. Also, it is in the period where you only scratch the surface and see only the tip of the iceberg. I remember really well meeting a fellow French expat in a playground. I was in Oakland since three months and I was with my little girl. She was playing on the playground on a sunny afternoon And a lady came to me and said, oh, you're French. So she was French too. She introduced herself. She was really, really welcoming. And then at some point, I was so amazed. I was so happy to be here. Everything was fantastic. It had been like eight months of preparation for the visas, finding the job, etc., saying goodbye. So I was really happy to be here. And at some point she said, oh, you're still in the honeymoon phase. And I was thinking, what, what are you talking about? She has been there for seven years, so she could really see me amazed of all the cultural differences, having this lot of energy, curiosity, openness. She was able to spot the honeymoon face at one blink. And now, with some uh, step back, with the experience I have, I can see honeymoon phases too, actually. I can see people arriving and having this glow in the eyes, this happiness, this curiosity, this excitement. And it's a beautiful phase and it's great to enjoy it. And what I learn is the more high the honeymoon phase is, the more down the cultural shock is. And the cultural shock is the next phase in the expat cycle. This is the stage where cultural shock starts to manifest. The excitement from the honeymoon phase slowly dissipates and you start to realize your own inabilities to connect and adapt to the current cultural language differences. You begin to feel isolated and frustrated and homesickness starts to creep in. These emotions can manifest in many different ways depending on people. The regular tasks back home begin to feel like challenges from grocery shopping, locating establishments, having the internet connecting, ordering in restaurants, even commuting becomes an adventure. The transitions that are taking place in nearly all aspects of your life are overwhelming, 
may leave you feeling exhausted and you become irritable and tired more often than not. When you experience culture shock, certain emotions arise and symptoms of stress, depression, fatigue and anxiety takes place. You can become angry and may lash out, start self-doubt or become uncommunicative and withdraw from the world. This phase is the hardest in the expat adjustment cycle and often lasts 6 to 12 months or for extended periods of time. Surpassing this stage may require a lot of effort, work and perseverance. Fortunately, there are now available resources that you can use to hasten adaptability and help you assimilate to a new culture right away. One of them is expat coaching, of course. An expat coach's role is to guide and provide insight to help you overcome culture shocks by shifting your mindset, removing your limiting beliefs, recognizing your strength. And really, this phase resonates so much for me. After having this high honeymoon phase, I started to get really, really exhausted. We had this reason. Uh, my daughter was in a kindergarten. I was looking for some TV production, editing jobs. So I had to really sell myself, go towards others, really using a lot of energy to make it happen. And what I remember is this huge exhaustion, this huge fatigue. Everything was really hard. And it's true, even ordering at the restaurant and, you know, looking at all the ingredients, trying to understand what the dishes will look like. And even going to the grocery shopping, trying to make a, a homeland recipe and not finding the ingredients. I remember getting really frustrated at the supermarket because I couldn't find the, the right yeast to be able to bake a brioche. And this phase lasted for me, oh well, 12 months. And that's during this phase when I really noticed that with my partner, we started to get more and more into our world. So more and more apart. He was working all day. I, I was taking care of my daughter and then uh, trying to find new contracts, new jobs. And I noticed that he came home really tired as well because working in English all day was exhausting for him. And for me, I lost my confidence. So I had to deal with a lot of um, no answers, couldn't find contract, etc. Anyway, we started to get really more and more disconnected. And that's when I offer him, because he was quite struggling at work, because he, what he was expecting wasn't there. So he was quite disappointed by the role he's get. So I, my suggestion for him was to go and, and, you know, get a coach. And I say, yeah, you should definitely go get help so you can focus again and um, build your confidence again and define your purpose. And that's when he say, yeah, you should do that too. And our coach really helped us to gain the confidence to build a vision. So why exactly were we here in New Zealand? Was it to do exactly the same as in France? Even harder because we didn't get the support, we didn't get the family, the friends support, we didn't get the same culture assistance, etc. No, that wasn't the purpose at all. So we create a vision together with the coach. We really worked on the purpose, worked on our limitation. We understood that our old pattern that we were running in France aren't working here. They were limiting us. The beliefs we were holding, the value, the movie we were creating. 
they were stopping us from living our life fully in our new country. And really that's when we arrived into this adaptation phase. So the light at the end of the tunnel, after about a year of experiencing the highs and lows of adjusting to your new home, to our new home, the turbulent has finally calmed down and you, and I was finally more at peace. In the adaptation phase, you're now enjoying the coasting stage after the Texans job of getting the rocket launched. Given the eventual adjustments, you've learned how to maneuver around your new environment, gradually adapted to the new country, broaden your social circles, made some friends, your language skills have improved, started to live your daily life the way you wanted and move around your new surroundings with confidence. It's also the phase when you can reinvent yourself by finding or pursuing a new passion or hobby, learning a new skill or preparing for a new career. And that's exactly what happened for my partner and I. Into this adaptation phase, it's when we blossomed. It's when I've decided to shift career. So when I decided I want to be a coach and specialize in helping and supporting expat people, because now I get what they are going through. Now I will really be able to help them and support them efficiently. And understanding this cycle is really the basics The last phase is the repatriation, because sometimes uh, we want to go back, we think about going back, right? So this re-entry or coming back home phase is where one return to your native land after years of living abroad. It's common among international employees who are sent to different countries to fulfill jobs, responsibilities, chase after career opportunities, or for other work-related reasons. These expatriate assignments usually last for years depending on the contract or timeline required. By the employee. While one would think that is going to be an easy process, repatriation is actually prone to reverse culture shock. There's a second culture shock for the repatriates that comes along with going back home because they have already adapted to foreign culture. It's usually lasts for weeks or months depending on how well you adjust and cope with the changes. You've become accustomed to your host country's culture and back home what used to be familiar to you becomes unknown and new. Thus, you will need to adjust again to your previous culture. The cultural differences between two homes may result in reverse culture shock and often results in alienation in society and home culture. As a returnee, you often recognize a distance. People at home may be behave differently as opposed to your own expectations. You no longer know how to react, which behavior is appropriate or what is right or wrong. Also, some reactions or habits might appear to be strange or do not cite right in your opinion, which makes you feel like a stranger. Again, your relationships with family and friends may also be affected. You have difficulty connecting with your with other people due to long absence or and you're not sure anymore how to reach out like the old times. They can't relate to your stories and adventures while living abroad. You just feel a struggle in your own house. Getting back to your regular life becomes a taxing routine again. Other factors that could influence possible problems are reduction of, of influence and status, loss of people, social privileges and responsibility, family roles as well as the changing professional and social situation at the home base. A repatriate may feel disappointed, desperate and frustrated because of several readjustments problems. It becomes difficult to define your own culture. It becomes difficult to define your own culture 
identity because you're now carrying parts of the new culture and parts of the old ones. I haven't been there right now, but after I spent a year traveling around as a backpacker in New Zealand in 2003, and when we decided with my partner to go back, I could definitely relate to that phase. I felt so different, so strange. And when I came back home, back in France, everyone were the same. Everything was the same exactly as I left it 12 months ago. But during the 12 months, I lived huge, big adventures. So I wasn't the same anymore at all. So this gap was very frustrating, actually. I felt disconnected. I felt not understood. And again, I went into a phase where I withdrew myself. And when I could feel this isolation, a little bit of loneliness as well, which was really strange. And after a few weeks, it happened to go into the adaptation phase again. So it's exactly like a cycle, like a wheel, going from one to another, more or less smoothly. Finally, every expat goes through this predictable adjustment cycle when she or he leaves his or her home country and relocates to another country to start life anew or cover international assignments. The reaction or adaptation to it may vary depending on the person. Not all of us will experience it in exactly the same order, manner or for the same length of time. When the reality of moving abroad repeatedly finally sinks in, some expats may become fixated on the irritation, anger, denial and bartering stages while others only skim through them. But as you move from one country to another, from one culture to another, you will generally find yourself in one of these five phases. Fortunately, with active engagement, planning, setting goals and guidance and support from friends, family, colleagues, living abroad will be one of the great adventures of your life. And by having knowledge and understanding about this psychological cycle, when moving between culture, you will learn how to effectively engage with all the transitions you will encounter through your expat life experience. I hope this podcast brought you some insight about the expat psychological cycle. If you have any question, please send me any message, email. You can join me on my webpage, melissacohen.com. Please join my Facebook group, The Expat Tribe. I'm going to share some insight. We're going to share some support. That's a huge expat tribe. Please join and Share this podcast if you have found it interesting and helpful. Thank you. Merci.